0: This is Heming. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. We are so close to the next goal. Yeah. And I do want to give a shout out to some of our latest supporters. Jared R., Jan A., Nancy L., Bill M., Krista B., Madeline B., Foster S., Luna K. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, folks.
0: This was an interesting week. There Uh There was good news and creepy stories. I thought we'd start with some really good news, first of all, because I didn't see this coming. Matt Bevan. The governor of Kentucky, oh
1: my god, who
0: is the Christianist governor, also the most unpopular, one of the most unpopular governors in, in the, the country. country. And I don't think he sees the connection there, but I do. <laughs> uh, he lost his election yes. as governor of Kentucky and he's challenging it. But honestly, even Republican legislators in Kentucky are like, yeah. dude, what the hell? You got no argument here.
1: No kidding.
0: So, ho- assuming that that plays out and he doesn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then he just lost Kentucky. Five other people won statewide races as Republicans, but he's the one who got away.
1: Yeah, which... You know, splitting the ballot isn't super, super common. So I think that's yeah. an interesting thing that we're seeing. And he really aligned himself with Trump, who was Who did a rally Kentucky. the night before. Yeah, the night I mean, before.
0: Just to give people a sense, if you're not familiar with Bevin and why he's so... I'm sure loathed, we've talked
1: about him on this We have podcast. talked
0: about him. Just to give you a sense of this stuff, here's a short list of some of the christian things he has done. He said that faith-based foster homes in the state could receive that receive taxpayer funding could proselytize two kids in their care. Cool. He said prayer could prevent violence. Mm-hmm. He responded to a mass shooting by declaring a day of prayer. Thanks, that solves everything. He proclaimed it the year of the Bible in 2017. I forgot
1: about that. Yes,
0: which I think now means we don't have to care about the Bible anymore. <laughs> he blamed Charlottesville on a lack of forced Christianity in public schools. Too bad. Yeah. He encouraged kids every year to bring Bibles to school, which is legal but also you're the governor, find something better to do. Uh He gave away a state park to a church for free. I did not know that one. He called Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk, an inspiration. Hmm. Um, He is a fan of Ark Encounter, and one of the reasons they were able to build Ark Encounter, and remember they got that $18 million tax rebate, like tourist attraction refund. Um, There was a lawsuit over it, but But even... When a judge said, yeah, it's legal, uh-huh. the state could have said, no, it's not. We don't want to give money for religious reasons. But he, because he was the new governor at the time, mm-hmm. he's like, we're not appealing this. We like that decision, yeah. even though they were discriminating and hiring with taxpayer money. Yeah. And just last week, he invited all these Christian leaders to his mansion for a giant prayer rally. Mm-hmm. Didn't work.
1: Did not work. Yeah.
0: And by the way, Andy Bashir, the guy, the Democrat who won the race, is a deacon at his church. Uh-huh. He's not not Christian. Right. He's just like, oh, yeah, but I'm not here to be your pastor. I'm here to be governor.
1: Right. So Yeah, and he's a fairly moderate uh, Democrat, but he's uh, he's committed to doing some good things. So Yeah,
0: so good Turns riddance out to this Kentucky guy. People in
1: Kentucky like being able to see a doctor. So <laughs> <laughs> who who would have guessed that that would be a popular campaign? Right. Also...
0: I wish I could say this means Mitch McConnell's in trouble, but it really doesn't. Uh, He's not as loathed as Matt Mitch is. McConnell
1: is deeply unpopular, it, though not
0: in Kentucky necessarily.
1: I think his approval rates are pretty low in Kentucky, even if, if they're I low, remember right.
0: There's no reason to think he's gonna lose his race. He I has the money, he has the power. So it
1: would just make me so incredibly happy, though. So, could you just ask him to, uh, to I'll ask him line? to lose? Yes, um, I also in Virginia they. Flipped a couple seats there, which is good news. And I mean, they
0: flipped the whole, yeah. yeah they yeah. flipped the House. They flipped the Senate. It is yeah. a blue state, which, which is has, crazy. Yeah,
1: which hasn't happened in a long time, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of been a long time coming. And Danica, what's her last Danica name? Danica Rome. Yeah, she got... Re-elected. The first trans person to get re-elected. Yeah. It was a good night.
0: It was a good night. I, um, the fact that, like... Democrats didn't win Mississippi's governorship is, like, a downside. But also,
1: but also were you expecting it? <laughs> yeah. Not
0: really. And also, they only lost by, like, five points in Mississippi, yeah. where Trump won by, like, 99 points. Yeah,
1: and uh, um, a lot of, like, turnout was huge. Yeah. Like, the same number of people voted in Kentucky as did in 2016, yeah. a presidential election Can, year. Yeah, next is year is going to be wild. bonkers. Yeah, it is going to be a bananas crazy year.
0: Do you want to talk about T.I.? Yeah, you do. Oh,
1: my God.
0: All right. Rapper. Oh, my
1: God. This made me...
0: He's a rapper, which means I know know everything about him. I know his name now. Uh No, uh, he basically did an interview this week uh, on a random podcast that, at least to me, because I didn't listen to it. Um, I don't listen to it. But he said in this interview that he takes his 18-year-old daughter to the gynecologist. And at first it's like, oh, look at that, a dad taking his daughter to the gynecologist. That's a very uh, progressive sort of thing for him to do. But no, that's not the end of the story. No, no, no. He said he's gone with his daughter to the gynecologist since she was 16 in order to confirm if her hymen is still intact. Because, want to finish that thought?
1: He's a nightmare misogynist even Go on. So, um, so essentially, he's doing a virginity test on his adult daughter. I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> um, first, like, every part, if you, I, I just read the transcripts. I didn't listen to right. it. But every part of it is so coercive and so abusive because, legally, she has to sign away, um... She has to sign that it's okay for... Because she's
0: 18 now. Because
1: she's 18 now. I think even... I actually don't know. Anyway. um,
0: Here's what he actually said, like, because she's 18, I think. uh, The doctor will say to the daughter, if you want me to share this with anybody else, including your own dad, because, like, you're an adult now, you have to sign it away. And he says, I'm like, Deja, they want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything you would not want me to know? See, Doc? Ain't no problem.
1: It's so... It's... That is abusive language. It is coercing a person. Whether or not she's okay with it, it really isn't the point. The point is, this language he uses is not a woman going into a thing with eyes wide open. Plus, how fucking creepy is it? How creepy is it for a dad to want to do a fucking virginity test on his now adult daughter? And even... Since she was 16, they've been doing this. And the idea that men police the bodies of their their daughters is so beyond fucked up. I cannot, like, it is...
0: This is not a guy who raps about virginity, by the way. He well, raps about the things you often hear rappers rap about, and yet his daughter better be a virgin. He has four sons, by the way. Yeah. He did not say, here are the virginity tests I give to them. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm genuinely <laughs> appalled that, that this, this is happening. It's humiliating and, for the daughter. And can we talk about how a hymen is not necessarily a good... Indicator of virginity because yeah, it's
0: not, period. Like because hymen's can tear, which doesn't mean anything right. because shit just happens, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that it's a sign that she had sex. Also, right. what's he gonna do if she did? Like I
1: mean, honestly, that's kind of the worst part, is what is he gonna do? So
0: they told because- him, they told him, hey, you know the hymen can be broken in other ways, right. not just sex, and he says, and Here's his response. You know, they say the hymen can be broken with activities like bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, and other forms of athletic physical activity. Uh So I say, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please. And wait for it. And give me back my results expeditiously. It's like
1: this is, I think... This is what abuse looks like in a lot of ways that we don't understand, that people don't necessarily understand. I think when people think of abuse, they think of either physical abuse, so you're physically hurting somebody, or verbally assaulting somebody or yelling at some. But this kind of... um,
0: Even if you have sex, by the way, your hymen may still be intact.
1: Yeah, and also... If you have a relationship with your child that you feel the need to police her body in that way, that means you haven't laid the groundwork to be a person who she can come to if and when she does have sex. And, like, that's okay. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's okay for her not to want to share her sexual history with her fucking father who has proved that he's an asshole about it. Like, it's just...
0: Give me back my results as if they are
1: his. It is is a you can draw a straight line from purity culture to something like this that that yeah. virginity is something that is prized in a woman and it's like it's it's such a nonsense con- concept that that like having a penis in you inherently changes who you are it's fucking disgusting. It's patriarchal Talk about the purity shit. culture
0: thing. Because, okay, I do not know that he's doing this for religious reasons. but Because no. he didn't mention that. But you're right. The, the purity culture thing, the, even in evangel- like white evangelical Christian circles where they would never listen to T.I.'s music. Right. But they have the same belief, though, that, like, oh, you're my eight-year-old daughter and you don't know what sex is? Sign away your sexual purity to me, mm-hmm. your father. Here's the literal contract. Yeah. And also, like, here's a ring ceremony. You're mine until marriage, at which point you can have all the sex you want. It's just... Oh. And
1: then expecting your kid to have like a healthy relationship with sex if they've been shamed about it their entire <laughs> life. Right. Go so from, cool. like, yeah.
0: shame. Sex is bad. Must not think about it. Must right. not do anything Oof. sexual to, oh, you, you have your, the rings on your finger now? Right. You had your wedding? Slut it up. Have fun. <laughs> You're married now.
1: Um, so, uh, you know, we We've gotten feedback before about, like, why do we talk about things that aren't literally directly related to church-state separation or abuse of the church or whatever. And I think this is a really strong example of, you're right, he didn't talk about Christianity, but it all all kind of stems from the same place of if you uh, grew up in this kind of religiously conservative culture, and, and by extension we all did because there's such a strong influence of Christianity throughout the country and around the world, um, you, when you're taught, and when you hear over and over that women need to be pure and that their their duty is to their husband and they're you know the angels of the household is a very Victorian thing that people believed. It all comes from the same place of this sort of male-dominated religious system, and so the the purity madness really didn't start until you know the I think the early 20th century is when it sort of started taking off, but it's just. It's this new thing of, not new, but it's this thing of women's worth is tied to what they can give to a man, their husband, or their children. And therefore, she doesn't have an, any, any inherent worth by herself. It's why people, men were threatened, very much threatened when women entered the workforce because if they can find self-worth beyond the household, then like what good are they to them, I guess. So it's... Um, It's a really sad look at how we view the value of women and girls. Um, I'm glad it's gotten as much traction as it has, because I think, like, this is an extreme, right? This going to the doctor and checking her hymen is an abusive extreme.
0: Yeah, but But it's also... I mean, I don't know if, like, Christian evangelical dads are following their daughters to the gynecologist, but the same mentality is not weird in those circles. No, because
1: it's the same thing of... You know, you meet the new boyfriend, and you show him you're cleaning your shotgun, right, or get, right. him, get him get her home by ten, or I've got you know I've got a shovel in a backyard, nobody's <laughs> gonna miss you, clueless. I, like it's it's all the same thing. This this charge that men feel, many men feel of of protecting the virtue of their daughter because so they she can won't ha- have
0: virtue, because she won't
1: have virtue, and so what? So they can pass her off to to her husband, who is now her new caregiver. It's it's so. It's so disgustingly old-fashioned, and I'm glad this kind of thing is getting traction because it's, while this isn't a very extreme example, I have been to weddings where, like, literally the dad gave a bat to the husband. Jesus. And it's all the same thing, right? It's all the same thing of, like, this is my girl. Now it's your girl. You protect her because she can't protect herself, right? right? Um, So, anyway, I hope... Hats
0: off to everyone who calls him rapper TMI. (laughs) can you imagine like for white evangelicals who are like you can't listen to such horrible types of music it's bad for you now in the same week they've been like ti is a good man and kanye west is one of us now yeah they must be going crazy
1: hypocrisy of uh, celebrities need to keep their mouth shut until they agree with me. <laughs> in which case, let's give them a platform right. and a MAGA hat. Just
0: wait till they hear any of T.I.'s other songs. Like, it, it's
1: <laughs> It's bad. It's, I don't know, like bullying women is a really fun Christian pastime. And I kind of hope that we... I hope this sheds some kind of light on how deeply fucked up. Because, again, this is such an extreme example, but it's so close to what we see as very culturally okay mm-hmm. of... You know, the dad threatening the boyfriend. That is a tr- an Americana trope. So anyway, I hope maybe people re-examine this. I don't know.
0: Re-examine is not the right word choice I want to use with that story. Oh, Yeah,
1: you're welcome.
0: So, speaking of patriarchy... Here's a story about the Duggers, which we haven't talked about in forever. Oh yeah. But there's a story about the Duggers with Joshua Duggar, the guy who molested his sisters, and that's creepy. Yeah. This isn't about Joshua Duggar. No. Jed Duggar. Oh, They're they they all James. I forgot. Jed Duggar is twenty. He just announced what? What did he announce? Isn't
1: he running for office? He's
0: running for office. He's running for a state house seat. In Arkansas, which is where they're from, uh-huh. uh, he's apparently running on a campaign of being pro-life and pro-gun, and he doesn't think there's a contradiction there. I never. Why understood do you
1: think the Arkansas didn't go to Arkansas? The Arkansas because Kentucky
0: will give them tax Arc, breaks. Like I, it, I know what that you anything? did there. Is that a it's joke? not a thing.
1: Okay.
0: No one's laughing. <laughs> now
1: I can pay attention. to But you.
0: <laughs> here's the interesting. Like I read this guy's campaign website the one thing he says very little about he doesn't say yes i'm a dugger yes you've seen me grow up on tv cuz i was on all those tlc shows he right. doesn't mention that and no. i don't necessarily like I, I mean i can see why you don't want to mention that well, you I want people like to judge you to be, for you
1: if you're 20 and running for office you had to be run on ra- name recognition right
0: exactly um and but also he the fact that he doesn't even mention some of that, like, I could imagine someone saying, yeah, I know, you probably see me grow up on TV, but sure. here's who I am. Here's what yeah, yeah. I represent. So
1: there's literally That's what nothing... you could do.
0: All he says is, I have, uh, he I says have on the website.
1: 4,000 brothers and no, sisters. Yeah, he
0: says, I'm the 10th of 19 biological children. That's all the reference you will ever get. No follow-up questions, nothing. Chad. Thanks, bud. Right. Like... <laughs> Part of it kind of makes sense because the underlying subtext of the campaign website is don't Google my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also like I don't and I don't even want to knock the guy for being 20 and running for office because sure. the age is 18 and yeah, like yeah. I wish more 18 year olds who are smart and know what they're doing run for office. He is not one of those guys. Him, I think. But, but yeah. like the age doesn't bother me except he, there's no sign that he has some grasp on the issues That some smart 18 year old doesn't Uh Um, like, no, he's just a right wing mouthpiece. And again, this is Arkansas that passes for like smart. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. As I insult the entire state. Like, no, but keep this in mind. In 2018, the person who has that seat, here's why he's running. In 2018, the Democrat, her name is Megan Godfrey. She won the seat and it was by 29 votes. It was like 1859 to 1830
1: Wow. It was super
0: close, but a Democrat won that race. Now, in Arkansas altogether, it's a Republican dominated state. There are only a handful of Democrats, um, but she's one of them, and it was super close. That's why he thinks okay. If I we need to offer someone strong conservative,
1: well, yeah, name recognition gets you really far. In local yes, it races. does.
0: And also, but the Democrat, she's earning a PhD. She runs English language learning for the local public schools. Okay. She passed legislation despite being a Democrat uh, mm-hmm. in a Republican-run state. His what's his accomplishment? What does he have on the resume?
1: Um, I can echo right-wing MTV. talking
0: points now. Yeah. Was on TV. I grew up on the, in front of the camera. Boom. My mom's I know tall. how to write policy. Um, a couple things you should know about Duggars going into politics. But you
1: can't in the same breath say 18 year olds should run for office and then say, what's your qualifications for running for office? Right.
0: Here's where I would disagree with that. I want 18 year olds to run for office if they know what they're doing, if they know what they're talking about, if they have a grasp yeah. on the issues. Just having, and I could say this to a liberal too. But if all you have on your website or whatever mm-hmm. is just some basic progressive or conservative talking points, mm-hmm. you haven't shown me anything. Sure, like if you have no record Why of me activism, and not the
1: guy down the street. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, what are what separates you from anyone else? Mm-hmm. I mean, give credit to any young politician they usually i have a history of campus activism i helped organize i interned at this campaign he did some internships for conservatives one of whom like scrubbed that from their website (laughs) (laughs) and another one who did not but basically he's been shoveled amongst conservatives and i don't know what he did for them but okay his dad by the way jim bob duggar yep Uh, He was in the state house from 1999 to 2002 before the show ever started. Um, So he was there for like a term and a half or something. Uh, And in 2014, some of you may recall this, his mom was doing a robocall in Fayetteville. um, And she basically said uh, there's a non-discrimination ordinance they're considering. Yeah, And you need to stop that shit. Uh, basically, because, and this is ironic, she said if you allow this non discrimination ordinance to pass, uh, you are enabling predatory behavior.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oof. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, Arkansas, this is the state with Jason Rapert with the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. This is the state where Sarah Huckabee Sanders could be governor in a couple of years.
1: Wait, really? Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, if you're looking for a place to donate, uh, I'll give you a link to our post about it, which has a link to What about Sarah
1: Huckabee Sanders? What's she up to? Uh,
0: Forgetting about Sarah Huckabee Sanders was the right answer. (laughs) Um, Chipping into Godfrey's campaign would be a great thing to do Mm -hmm. because she's running against a family that has nationwide name recognition, and her name is Godfrey.
1: Godfrey.
0: (laughs) I'm sure she's religious, but there you go.
1: That's fun. (laughs) It's fun for me.
0: This is, here's a totally different story, but. This made me laugh, and it's going to make you laugh. Mm. Okay, get this. I didn't know this. In Ireland, they have a survey that you got to fill out if your kid enters a public school. And every school does this here, too. Like, give us some biographical data. We want Um, to know about you and the child and everything because we got to get you on the record, Mm -hmm. basically. And there is the form. It's called the Primary Online Database in Ireland. And I'm pretty sure all the public schools in Ireland have to, the parents have to fill this out. It says, What's the kid's name, social security, their version of a social security number, mm-hmm. what's their ethnicity? Uh, none of this is that unusual. Okay. But the question asks, What is your child's religion? And it has all the check boxes. Uh, at the very last row, it says, Other religion, no religion, no consent. I'm not sure how they mean that, but okay. Atheist and agnostic are on the list, okay. mixed in the bunch. But they, they do have ask,
1: and They do and have those assef- and no religion? Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: Um but so I think giving them the benefit of the doubt, they genuinely want to know how are you raising your child. Sure. But the question, what is your child's religion is a weird one because these kids are probably like 5 years old. Yeah. And if you read The God Delusion, like Dawkins talks about it, like you wouldn't ask like, well, what's your kid's political party? Is the (laughs) kid a Republican or a Democrat? You would say my kid's five. They don't know what government is. Uh Like, what (laughs) do you mean? If you're asking what are parents, what are the parents Uh or how are you raising your kid? Yeah,
1: what is the child's religion? Yeah,
0: what's the child's religion? The child in
1: like junior high. Like you can start having (laughs) opinions, right?
0: uh, John Hamill is an atheist podcaster at the Free Thought Prophet podcast. So he wrote a couple of letters last week. They got this information. They found out this is the question that's being asked. I want to read his letter because it's so effing funny. This is what he wrote (laughs) to his daughter's teacher. Which was tongue-in-cheek, because uh-huh. he also wrote a separate formal letter to the government. But this is what he wrote to the teacher. Uh, and it was in regards to his daughter. <laughs> I, I know it's long, but trust me, it's worth it. Okay. In relation to Aideen's religion, his daughter's Aideen. In relation to Aideen's religion, I initially suspected that she may be a Roman Catholic. <laughs> to confirm, I asked her about the doctrine of purgatory and whether she <laughs> wished to seek any indulgences in this life, which would limit her time there. If I'm honest, she seemed quite bemused by the question, despite the clearly articulated tenets of Catholicism (laughs) described in Catechism 1040. I also asked how she views the transubstantiation of physical matters while the accidents of its appearance are preserved. She was totally unable to express a view on the subject, and so I began to think she may be a Protestant of one flavor or another. (laughs) In the hope of providing an accurate answer for the P.O.D., the survey, Mm -hmm. I diligently pressed on to determine whether or not she may be a Protestant. I decided to begin with the 95 Theses of Martin Luther. Since (laughs) A. Dean was unable to name a single one, I thought that I may be on the wrong track altogether with Christianity. I was confirmed in this view once I observed Adine's reaction as I quoted Matthew 15, verses 3 and 4, which is basically uh, the part where Jesus says, Why do you break the command of God for the sake of tradition? For God said, Honor thy father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Oh, Jesus. He goes on. Broader inquiries focused initially on the Hindu pantheon. <laughs> I had to explain that neither a god with blue skin and an elephant's head called Ganesh, nor a god with a monkey's head called Hanuman, were in fact cartoon characters. (laughs) Aedim seemed incredulous that a billion people could believe in such deities. She also seemed less than enthused about the idea that the divine might provide instructions to a husband on how and when he should beat his wife, thereby ruling out Islam too. At this point, I was at a loss. Since there's no box to tick on the form indicating that the Department of Education shouldn't ask such deeply stupid questions about (laughs) 10-year-olds, I have simply declined to provide the information. I hope you understand. (laughs) Oh, I love that.
1: That's very Okay, so he
0: sent that off and published it because that's the whole point because it's a funny thing. He also wrote a letter to the government seriously saying... Asking about the religious beliefs of young people is absurd. I suspect that what your department is really asking is, I'm paraphrasing, is what denomination the parents intend to raise their kids in, but that's a different question. And if that's what you're interested in, then that is what you should ask. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing he brought up. The Irish census, which will be in 2021... This was also a subject of controversy because they used to ask, what is your religion? Uh And like Roman Catholicism was number one on the list and you could check off your box. No religion was like hidden at the bottom. Okay, So it's always our belief is it's always been underperforming because people either don't know you can say that or they missed the option. They're just like, well, I was raised as a Catholic, so I'll check off Catholic. They have now changed the question for 2021. It's not perfect. But now it asks, "What is your religion, comma, if any?" Oh, and the first option is no religion.
1: Really, number two is
0: Roman Catholic. Then it goes down the list, and you can write in. Or oh, does
1: it sort by? Like last year, it sorts or by last I time? think
0: popularity. Okay. Um, and number seven on the list is other. Write in your religion. Oh. Okay, fine. It's not great. Like, what they should have done is to say, You can get a lot of uh, FSMs there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, are you religious? Do you practice? Mm-hmm. What do you believe? Write it in yourself. Okay, they, there's a lot of ways they could have asked that to get uh, a more yeah. accurate answer. Or
1: are you religious? If so, are you yes. religious? Yes or no? If if answer. That yes. is what,
0: like, Atheist Ireland, the group proposed. Oh, really? But the government didn't take it. Mm. They just changed it to, anyway, John Hamill it's, says, it's the
1: right direction. on the
0: census, they're saying, what is your religion? If any, And no religion is number one on the list. And so he says, may I ask if you will ensure that the format of the religion question with this survey, Mm -hmm. if it's changed, why don't you model it off of that one? Since that's also the government. Like, it's not me saying this. The government has already approved it. And here's what surprised me. He sent that letter a week ago. Uh He got a response already. Really? Yeah. From the government. And the government said, you are correct in pointing out that the layout of the survey question needs to be updated, basically saying, we're going to look into it and we will we will update it if we need to. Now, whether that's a stock response, like just shut up and go away, sure. who knows? But the fact that they responded and said, like, yeah, you kind of have a point there. We want accurate information. We're not doing this to to try to right. prove anything. Right. Um, and we're not going to get accurate information if we ask it this way. So you're right. So we'll look into it.
1: And part of me is feels like saying, "What religion is your kid?" gives a little more ownership to the kid. Like, and I, I'm kind of torn on it because, like, really? on the one hand, he said she was ten, which mm-hmm. is obviously extremely young to have any kind of any kind of real nuanced religious perspective. Yeah. But at the same time, like. It, Give,
0: uh, I mean, how many kids are going to say, like, yep, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in any of this. No, They'll I echo know. whatever their parents say at that right. age. Right,
1: but, but I think they're trying to give... <clears throat> ownership isn't the right word, and I cannot think of the right yeah. word. Um, but giving the kids say over, like, what they do or don't believe, especially if the parents are mixed religions. I know, like, I get the... I get the instinct of why they tried to do that, to be like, we don't want to know what religion the parents are. We want to know what religion right. the kid is. Is it common that the kid is a Buddhist and his his parents are Roman Catholics? No. No. But I, I get that. And
0: also it's important to keep in mind, like in Ireland, even the public schools are super Catholic sure. <laughs> culturally anyway, and there are a lot of Catholic schools, and they want to make sure they are sensitive to other people right. who are not traditionally Christian. So, I mean, again, even if you say they did this with the best of intentions,
1: right. The it question definitely is clumsy. They, aren't, at best. they would
0: never ask what's your kid's political preference, right. but they do ask what their religious preference is, and right. it's a question that doesn't make sense, which is what the atheists are pointing out.
1: No, yeah, yeah and, so. I, and I agree with them, but I, I think I see what the intent was, and yeah. I don't think it was
0: but they're sloppy. Malicious. About it. yeah, it
1: was just clumsy.
0: yeah. Uh, let's talk about John Christ. What's going on there? Yeah, okay,
1: people keep tweeting us about him.
0: <laughs> so if you don't know this guy, if you talk about like Christian anything, a Christian singer or a Christian movie or a Christian anything, like I think for me anyway, the stereotype is it's a shitty version of a secular thing. Like here's a Christ, <laughs> here's a Christian movie. Oh, it's going to be some crappy movie, right. even if they do it well. Like what the the um. Uh, God's Not Dead That's like the good one And that one's basking in stereotypes But most of them are just like Oh, the acting is bad Oh, they couldn't find real directors Mikey
1: and I were looking for a movie to watch last night And Unplanned is on Amazon Prime (laughs) Five stars, shockingly A lot of people really cared for That anti-abortion propaganda flick
0: Yeah, yeah We ended up
1: watching Marnie I did not care for it. It's a Hitchcock movie.
0: So this guy is a Christian comedian. And you would think, oh, my God, it's like a regular comedian, but way worse, which (laughs) the bar was low to begin with with some of the comedians. But anyway, I will genuinely say he's one of the funnier ones to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I will laugh at all. I watch his YouTube channel. They are genuinely funny. Um and he's he's pretty prolific in terms of putting out content uh-huh. but to give you an example of why he's a Christian comedian besides the fact that he plays besides the fact that he plays churches oh yeah is like he'll do a skit about like a fantasy draft involving pastors and if you or I watched it, we'd be like, "Who are ninety percent of the people he's talking about?" Are the real pastors? But in evangelical circles, you know all of those people because they're the ones who write the books and they're the ones sure. who are well known. So it's like, oh, it's really funny for the Christian audience, and it's mildly funny even when it's not meant to be for me. But he's he was funny. He's good. Sure. Okay. He's been around for a long time. He has a Netflix special that's scheduled to come out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay. Like, so he's hitting mainstream too. Um, it, there's a. One of the skits, if you're looking for an example of what he does, he does this, I think he did it as the closing in his one of his church routines, where he basically says, he asked people to say, what cartoons were you not allowed to watch as a child because <laughs> you're Christian, and why weren't you allowed to watch it? And he says things like, Captain Planet, too environmental. <laughs> yeah, so you get the idea of the stuff. Anyway,
1: so... Popular guy. Poking fun at Christian culture. Totally poking fun
0: at the audience he is talking to, so they love it. So this week in Charisma News, which is best known for like saying witches are coming Mm -hmm. and here's what the prophecies told me. We are. Like what the prophecies are saying. Like they post a lot of insane shit. Uh But one of their editors, uh, Taylor Berglund, uh, he posted a long researched post About all these allegations that women had made. Real journalism? Real journalism at Charisma. um, Basically saying, and I'm quoting here, according to multiple sources... Christ has exploited his Christian reputation and platform to harass, manipulate, and exploit young women over the last seven years. The allegations include, but are not limited to, individually sexting multiple women during the same time period, (laughs) initiating sexual relationships with married women and women in committed relationships, offering show tickets in exchange for sexual favors, and repeatedly calling these women late at night while drunk. Um... Another interesting aspect of the story that, uh-huh. again, part of me was like, that's oh, charisma writing this. Do I trust anything they say? But Taylor's not like Jennifer LeClaire, the crazy prophet witch lady one. Oh. This guy's like a legit writer. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they write, To be candid, our editorial team does not relish being in this position. We sifted through and gathered information for months before deciding to move forward with this story. Hmm. Though the allegations against Christ are not criminal, we believe they are newsworthy. Uh, for three reasons. One is, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, a lot of pastors book this guy. They need mm-hmm. to know the person they're signing. We believe leaders who make Christianity part of their public persona should be held to a higher standard. And we believe the body of Christ must police itself and has an obligation. And Charisma, I will say, their their founder, I think, their founder, uh, J. Lee Grady or something, sorry if I got that wrong, They've done this before where they they will right. say we ought to hold ourselves up to a higher standard. Right. And a lot of times that means here's a pastor who said something feminist and that's wrong and crazy. Mm-hmm. That's their version of that. Right. But on these issues, they're they're not wrong about it. Hmm. So anyway, um, Chris, they of course, they approached him and said, we're going to publish this. What do you got to say about it? He didn't deny it. He gave a standard sort of response to this stuff which we've kind of heard a bunch of times Mm -hmm. lately, which is to say, like, yeah, I've done bad things, but I didn't do all those bad things, giving a little leeway for himself there. But here's what he basically said. Um, Over the past years, various women have accused me of behavior, blah, blah, blah. While I'm not guilty of everything I have been accused of, I confess to being guilty of this. I have treated relationships with women far too casually, in some cases even recklessly. Dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry for the hurt and pain. Dot, dot, dot. I have also heard the name of Jesus and have sought his forgiveness. I have privately sought and received regular professional treatment for my sexual sin and addiction struggles. Dot, dot, dot. Those closest to me have known about this battle for some time. Blah, blah, blah. I don't blame anyone but myself. I'm responsible for my actions. I've repented. I'm taking full ownership. He basically said he's going to take a little break, canceling the rest of his 2019 tour, which (laughs) was the next two months. Yeah. The Netflix special, Netflix has now said they will postpone it. Hmm. Um, But also, like, what struck me about that uh, response is he says, people have known about this. I'm taking action. He didn't cancel his tour until this article came out. right? So, like, if you were struggling with a thing that you needed help with.
1: Is he claiming that he's struggling with it? Addiction,
0: yes, he's blaming addiction, sex addiction, or something, which again is a very Christian way of saying blame Satan, not me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just wondering like, because you mentioned that he texts people drunk or calls people drunk, but yeah, other he than didn't that, say didn't he had an alcohol about. addiction, but yeah,
0: but um, uh. I mean, there's a few things about this, there are. Uh, I'm not familiar with his entire catalog of work, but I've heard some Christian women say in the past couple of days, like they saw this coming because of some of the misogyny that they saw in his work. Mm -hmm. I will admit I don't know all of his work, but I haven't seen that as much. Um, But I wasn't looking for it either. I didn't think that was a thing I needed to worry about with him.
1: Lower your priority
0: list. Yeah. uh, When it comes to the responses, though, From the people who had no idea, this came out of nowhere for them. I think the the general response I've seen online has just been disappointment from people who thought, like, here's a Christian who doesn't embarrass us. Right. He'll poke fun at us. Sure. But he's not like, I have to rationalize or defend this guy. Right. He's not one of them. So the fact that one of their good guys was doing this stuff (laughs) is disturbing. Um... By the way, one of the venues, this is not a church venue. This is just an arena that had to cancel one of his gigs on his tour coming up. Mm-hmm. They released this statement this week saying his tour, quote, has been canceled due to health concerns.
1: Guys. Which is a weird
0: way to say. I don't know if they did that before after the article came out. <laughs> That's a weird way to frame that. Um, um,
1: yeah, no, not. By the way,
0: kudos know. to Taylor Berglund for writing that article, uh, even at Charisma. Like, he seems to have done pretty solid work here. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's important when communities self-police. So that's good to see happening. It's, you know, disappointing, not surprising, just like every guy who has every public figure who's let me down in the last four years
0: here's the concern uh one of many but like one concern is that by saying yes i admit to some of this stuff i'm taking time away mm-hmm. he oh, here's what i'm really curious about it's very possible that let's say months from now or a year from now he comes back and says i am a new man i am double born again sure and i'm going on a redemption tour." And I'm gonna talk about some of this stuff we struggle with, and it'll make it funny, and it'll just pass,
1: yeah, and it yeah. won't even well, be a thing. Welcome to white welcome men to in America. Like, yeah. what,
0: what? And he'll <laughs> use Jesus. That's what's he'll, I mean, that happens in secular culture, which yeah. is what you're getting at. But like in Christian culture, where you say, "Oh, he's one of us," and he's asking for forgiveness, and he, oh,
1: they love that. Say shit. the Let's Jesus stuff. That up.
0: I and I wonder if they'll gobble it up even more so than. It seems like is happening in the secular world as
1: well, yeah, because i th- I think I, I think repentance is is such a strong tenet in christianity yeah. and and there's just sort of this like forced nobility of like, I did wrong, but I'm owning up to my mistakes, and I'm praying and like, how many times did he say like he prayed for forgiveness and he talked to religious leaders about forgiveness, like that's their whole jam is forgiving sin. And so when somebody they already admired, has done something pretty shitty, but not criminal. It is ripe for for a comeback tour of Oh my god, I learned my lesson, and uh, I respect women. And
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> if you read the article that uh, Berglund wrote, I mean the stories are one of the women that he cites right up front basically says, it's it's a girl who has a boyfriend. I think maybe she was a journalist of some sort. He was coming to their area to do a thing, and she reached out to ask if she could do an interview. Is
1: this the rollerblading one?
0: Uh, maybe, okay. but... I, I, actually, I don't know. There is a woman who also wanted to... roll. They rollerbladed together. Yeah. But basically, she was so excited when she had the chance to talk to him, mm-hmm. whether it was for an interview or whatever, and then he basically, knowing she had a boyfriend too, which adds to this like and then he took that too far Uh like oh here's someone who looked up to you and said that right like right up front and your first thought is i can take advantage of this
1: yeah i mean that's textbook abuse of power like that's what that looks like is you are you have leverage over a person because you are a public figure you're somebody who is admired you are in demand so yeah let's see if you can like fuck some rando because she might let you because you're
0: because you're a famous. mediocre comedian with a Netflix special I don't know I'm sure comedy's
1: fine I don't know <laughs> I, I haven't watched it I don't want to shock you I don't watch a ton of christian comedy
0: <laughs> You're missing out on the whole subgenre Oh
1: yeah I don't you know what don't think I am actually <laughs> um, Uh what else do you
0: want to talk about? I got I, some others but I've got
1: some things Please too. um so uh, a couple supreme court cases are coming down the pike um with regard to LGBT rights. So um the Supreme Court is essentially deciding whether being um queer or trans or whatever is protected under um uh what would it be protected under?
0: I mean just non-discriminational. Yeah, laws. non-discriminational,
1: thank you. It's very early. I'm not used to talking this early. It's like 10 a.m. <laughs> um so this is kind of happening. They've heard the the arguments. We haven't heard the uh, the ruling by SCOTUS. But uh Kavanaugh and Alito, um two Supreme Court justices who are, shall we say, right of center on the Supreme Court, met with Brian Brown, who is the co-founder of the National Organization for Marriage.
0: He's one of the worst of the haters who spreads lies about gay people.
1: Yeah. Um, and also, National Organization, it's NOM. Is yeah, there. it
0: is NOM. It's not
1: great, guys. NOM, NOM, you NOM. really need to work on your, on your acrony- uh, acronyms. And he's also the president of the World Congress of Families, which...
0: Which is not a thing.
1: No, and I'm That's really... That's literally I I called Humanity but it makes me really mad when that their right has taken over words like family and <laughs> values. Like, <laughs> those words have meaning. Like, you can't just take them and use them as coded language. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, so these two Supreme Court justices met with the leader of a homophobic hate group guy while they're supposed to be deciding rights for the LGBTQ community, which fucking sucks. Um, so, yeah, th- so this guy uh, tweeted out a picture with him with him and a couple of people on the two justices, um, and Like so, Brian
0: Brown did? Yes, yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes, Brian Brown did. Um, yeah, Noms website said the brief is, quote, urging SCOTUS to protect people of faith from governmental discrimination because of their belief that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. But
0: just to understand the seriousness of this, imagine... If Ruth Bader Ginsburg shows up to a Planned Parenthood meeting Mm -hmm. just to give a talk, she's not commenting on anything else. You know exactly what the right would say. She has no business judging any of these cases because clearly she's biased. And so the question that a lot of progressives are asking is, why are Kavanaugh and Alito allowed to vote on these issues when clearly they're just buddy-buddy with all the? I mean, we know how they're going to vote anyway. Right. But, like, why are they allowed to... Uh, well, when I did that pledge podcast, like one of the things that came up is the fact that uh, when the Pledge of Allegiance was in front of the Supreme Court because of the under God thing and whether it's coercive and all that, they asked Justice Scalia to step down from hearing that case because he had expressed his opinion on it, saying right. it was a joke lawsuit, basically. Right. He had done that before the oral arguments were even made. And you know what Scalia did when he got that request? He said, OK, yeah." he said, I'll step down. He, I don't think he was worried about the outcome. No, but also he said, "I'll step down because I don't want it to seem like I'm tainting the right. thing with it's my the prejudice." It's responsibility to
1: do to recuse yourself when
0: those two guys. There's no way in hell they're stepping down because why would they? They're right. they're them,
1: right? And and the idea here is that the Supreme Court is supposed to be a sort of non non political entity, which I think has gone. The way, yeah. Don't if know you believe that, years. you are
0: woefully naive.
1: And they're supposed—they say they're supposed to call balls and strikes, right? Like they look at the law, they look at the the context of the Constitution, and and make a decision regarding whatever. In theory, it should be like jury selection, right? If you go to be picked on a jury in the United States, they want to make sure you have no biases going into mm-hmm. it. Do you? It's in a, a case of of domestic abuse. Have you experienced domestic abuse? If you have, you're probably going to have a biased opinion. That's a whole other thing, but like we can talk about it another time. Um, but these two people, we know exactly how they're going to vote, and we did anyway. But it, I don't know. Like, is there any point in maintaining the? facade of No,
0: pack the courts, get, outnumber them so yeah. they don't have influence. That's the answer. What do you
1: think of growing the Supreme Court? What are your opinions? Yeah. On that? Do yeah. it.
0: Why wouldn't you?
1: Because my concern and I don't disagree, but my concern is like
0: pack every federal court. Republicans are doing that now. I
1: know. I
0: mean, they just use a different method. We'll just not allow black people to make nominations, but if our guys in charge then we'll just push everyone through qualified or not. Yeah. That is packing the courts in another way. Yeah, So just expand the number, put qualified people in there. Yeah. Like Merrick Garland is not a progressive, but if you put people like that in there, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Like just, yes, expand everything. They already are overworked. Like go do yeah. it. It's the idea that whatever the people. That Pete Buttigieg suggested, like, uh, we'll have five liberals and five conservatives and five, like, independent. Like, yeah. God, you're naive. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Joe Biden saying, like, no, they'll all like me as soon as I get elected. Like, God, where have you been?
1: Yeah, the, I think.
0: You mentioned Barack Obama in every sentence. Do you know what they did to him?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all bad. Anyway, yeah, what I are guess, we talking about? Oh, God. I don't who know cares. anymore. Anyway, those people are monsters. Um, did you watch the World Series?
0: Uh, I've heard of it.
1: <laughs> Is that a no?
0: Yeah, it's a total. Um, I total watched no. the
1: last two outs of the last game of the World Series. <laughs> it was very exciting.
0: Did, you know what? I did watch some of it because it was it it got interesting. Yeah, but yeah. it was very much of a it's on in the background while I do other things sure. and I. You know, if the Cubs were in it, I'm like watching every pitch. Right. I am not watching every pitch. I'm just like, what's the score? Oh, that's a score. All right, yeah. back to whatever I was doing.
1: Yeah, well, because Mikey and I, when we were on our road trip, we saw the Nats play in D.C., yeah. and they creamed the Brewers. It was like 14-2. It was an absurd game. Yeah. So we are like, yeah, we like these guys. <laughs> um, also, Mikey hates the Astros from back when they were in the Nat. was it the Astros or it was in the National League? And then they changed the American Something League? like that. Yeah, anyway, um, so there's a pitcher who, um, so, if you don't know, in the United States, when a uh, team wins whatever their championship is, they usually get invited to the White House. Big caveat, usually it's a male team, but what the fuck ever. Um, But since Trump has been president and um, it has proved to be a, shall we say, divisive figure in the White House, a lot of teams, or a lot of, excuse me, individual players have declined their invitation to the White House, which is a pretty new thing. Usually it was a pretty nonpartisan deal of, like, it's an honor to go to the White House, but I think Trump has sort of changed every rule that we, every unwritten rule that we Mm -hmm. have as a country. Like it's not
0: an honor to get praised by Trump.
1: Right. Like people would go like, you know, anyway. So, um, there's a pitcher named Sean Doolittle. Uh, he is, he's a pitcher with the Nats and he had been asked early on in the series or early on in the playoffs, like if you get, and he's known for being fairly liberal and he had been asked if you guys win, will you go to the white house? Um, the Nats had never... It's the Nationals. I don't know if I've said their whole name. The Nationals mm-hmm. is the Washington, D.C. baseball team. Um, they, their franchise had never won a World Series. So it was they used to be the
0: Montreal Expos. Yes, Those Expos. guys didn't win.
1: And then there was the Washington Senators before them who they did win, I think, and there was a whole... It's very interesting to hear stories about they like, suck, how the franchises suck. Is what you're speak. getting at? They don't. They did suck.
0: Yes. They
1: don't suck no more. Then they
0: traded their best player and got better. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know that?
1: Why do you know that? I don't know. Um. So anyway, um. And so Doolittle at the time was like, I'm not gonna jinx. Yeah. Us by saying, here's by what saying I'm like, gonna do when right. we win. Um. <laughs> but they did win. Yeah. And they are the DC team. Trump famously got booed there.
0: Yeah, he, he got did. booed at a UFC
1: fight. Now he's just flying around the country <laughs> trying to find a booed. sports he's team gonna that's get, not going to boo him. He's
0: going to an Alabama football game this weekend thinking that's going to go over Do really you think well. It will? No, He's going to get booed there too. You think? Oh, yeah.
1: In Alabama? They
0: don't like him anywhere.
1: Yeah, I guess probably any. He given could go university. to a
0: NASCAR race. They would boo him well, there UFC too. UFC
1: was supposed to be his people. Yeah, huh? Oh, it's so embarrassing. I love it. Um, so anyway, Sean Doolittle uh, was asked whether he's going to go, and he um, he said that he declined. He said, "quote There's a lot of things policies that I disagree with, but at the end of the day, it has more to do with the divisive rhetoric and the enabling of conspiracy theories and the widening and widening the divide in this country." My wife and I stand for inclusion and acceptance. We've done work with refugees, people that come in, you know, from those quote shithole countries.
0: Which
1: <laughs> is a solid Trump reference. Um like this guy knows his like he
0: He knows his shit. He's also been a pretty good activist. Um like for LGBTQ rights as well, Mm -hmm. like buying tickets for people. He's been a really awesome activist. Yeah. And also he's now a World Series winning pitcher. Yeah.
1: Right. He uh he I I mean he goes into it. I feel very strongly about these about his issues on race race relations. He lists the Fair Housing Act, the Central Park Five, Trump's Comments While in White Supremacy Rally in 2017. Also, his wife has two moms. So he doesn't, like, he wants to stand behind them. He, want, he said, quote, I want to sh- show support for them, and that's an important part of allyship. I don't want to turn my back on them, I meaning his, his wife and, and her moms. Um, I have a brother-in-law who has autism, and Trump is a guy that mocked a disabled reporter. How would I explain that to him, that I hung out with somebody who mocked the way he talked or the way he moves his hands? I, get, I can't get past that stuff. Which I think, yeah, I mean...
0: Good for him. Yeah, I would... I mean, his teammates didn't all feel the same way. They were wearing mega hats yeah, at their thing, but But a few but like, of them
1: didn't go. Right, I, And right. he talked about a little... He went a little more in depth of, you know, a team, a baseball team is kind of a, a point in history. It changes every year mm-hmm. and even throughout the year. So he was really struggling. Like, he wanted to celebrate with his team, but this just didn't feel like something that he couldn't get a conscience to do. So I, I have a lot of respect for him. And he... I mean, I think he stated his case very well and didn't, you know, wasn't an asshole about it. He was just like, no, this is what he said and this is how I feel about what he said. Right?
0: He didn't say, like, my teammates are assholes for going. He's not. I mean, you know what? It's just, well, if you're asking me, here's why I'm not going. Right, right. Don't ask me if you don't want the answer. And
1: and it's too bad because things like that are and used to be such a huge honor that, that your team went to the White House. You know, I remember when the Cubs went to the White House in 2016, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so sad and Back when that meant something. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, there's a story in Maryland. Uh, They had a drag queen story hour at Mm -hmm. the Lexington Park Library in Maryland back in June. Um, It was, it it wouldn't have been controversial. It's a drag queen reading books to kids. That's a fine event. Go to it if you want. Don't if you don't. Yeah. Um, But because some of those cr- angry Christian crazy people like Activist Mommy were like, there's drag queens. Therefore, your kids are going to get molested uh-huh. because they raised a fuss about it. You had all these protesters that were going to show up. Mm-hmm. Then police came because they were like, oh, no, controversy. <laughs> and one of the protesters and there's video of this started like creating a scene to the point where he's like screaming "BS." Everywhere, like police had to remove this guy from the library.
1: Happened a couple months ago. Uh,
0: Yes, and he was charged with I'm quoting here disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace, failure to obey a lawful order, (laughs) resisting arrest, and trespassing at a public agency. Okay, so like yeah, someone was arrested Mm. at the drag queen story hour. It was the Christian. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that happened months ago. Here's what happened after that, and I didn't know this until now. Weeks after that event took place the St. Mary's County Commissioners had their monthly meeting. And this is the jurisdiction that oversees the library. Mm -hmm. And they said, they voted, there's five of them on the thing, they voted four to one to take roughly $2,500 out of the library's budget and move it to the local sheriff's office to reimburse them for the law enforcement services and overtime expenses. Which is another way of saying they punished the library... Because a Christian acted up because crazy people online told Christians to act up. And so instead of punishing those people or the person who got arrested, they said, oh, library, you did something that required our presence. Therefore, we're going to make you pay for it. You're
1: the cops. That's your literal only job is to protect people. Yeah. And And you don't do that that well.
0: (laughs) And by the way, they're also like... Police will come to library events like they've hosted political roundtables with different candidates where you want police presence. Yeah. And they've come there. They don't charge the library for that. That's part of keeping the peace at a public event.
1: It's a public space. It's a
0: public space. What the fuck? So they punished the library for what the Christians did, which if I'm a Christian crazy person, I'm like, oh, now I know. Like, we'll just cause a scene at every library ever. Right get arrested, whatever, and then they will basically bankrupt the library. That way, if we do it enough or whatever, like I'm exaggerating, but not that much. But basically, the commissioners really did take that money from the library. Now, after all of this, like the attorney general got involved and said, what you just did could be violating the First Amendment. This is the assistant attorney general in Maryland. Um, Wait, she also,
1: do they go into how that's a violation of the first amendment?
0: Because you're punishing the library for an event that was perfectly fine oh, with free okay. speech oh, okay. that did not need they, they didn't ask for extra protection. They didn't need it. It's because gotcha. of the opponents to punish the library for doing what the library does. Uh-huh. That's what you can't do. Gotcha. Um, and if you're urging them, uh, I believe the police said, uh, somewhere in here, or at least they said it if they didn't put it in writing, like, if you want to avoid this charge, stop holding controversial events.
1: Ooh, that's not great. Yeah. There's that First Amendment action.
0: So back to the Attorney General saying, suggesting to representatives of the library that they should avoid having such controversial events and that their funding may be affected if they continue to hold it, if they were to actually refuse controversial events in order to avoid having their budget reduced that would violate the first amendment that yeah. could violate it yeah charging the library for the police presence they did not request and which was deemed necessary only because of the anticipated reaction wow. of others is also constitutionally problematic so right now the commission has not refunded the money people are urging them to do it um they said we'll kind of address it at the next meeting uh-huh. But right now, the library doesn't have that $2,500 back. And this isn't one of those things where you want to, like, go fund me $2,500. That's not the issue. No, 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 no. They could raise the money. The issue is why does the local government, yeah, on principle, why are they punishing the library for what Christian activists did to be dicks? Right. That's rewarding the wrong people. So, anyway, that's a thing that is happening. Yeah, it's incentivizing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, okay, there's that. Um, I got one last story for you that is unrelated to all of this, but okay. it did amuse me. Uh, there is a thing in public schools around the country, in certain parts of the country, where, here's the question, can you take a kid out of school, mm-hmm. let's say an hour a week, and take him to a church Bible study? And if you do, will the school punish the kid for it? That's a rhetorical question, I don't know the answer, what? but like what the schools do Why in a lot of these cases
1: hours?
0: because what are you going to learn math no 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 let's teach <laughs> you bullshit so in some counties across the country they have a policy that says if you want to leave like 1 hour a week for a religious purpose you are allowed you're allowed to do that we're not going to use that against you okay and i have an issue with this as a person who likes education sure But okay, they have a policy that is neutral on the surface. Yeah, an hour a week. Uh, The rule in Knox County Public Schools in Tennessee, they're conducting a pilot program of this. Mm -hmm. Some places have it already. They're conducting a pilot program that says parents can allow their kids to leave school an hour early, one day a month, in order to attend religious classes. And they're going to see how it goes and what's affected and how this messes with kind of the school environment before they make this permanent? Yeah,
1: what qualifies as a religious class? Like, does it have to be like through a known? It has church to be partnered
0: kind? with a known religious okay. group. So, in this case, there is a church called uh, the Church at Sturchy Hill. It's about two miles away from the school in so question.
1: In theory, if it's a mosque that's holding the, they could do it. They could do it. Yeah, is that happening or is it no?
0: Because no. Where is this This particular story is in Knoxville, Tennessee, but this does happen at other schools. And my issue has always been like, if you're taking kids an hour a week at the end of the day, there's a good chance they are missing one class like every week. And that's a huge issue. This This is not like they rotate their schedule every week.
1: I'm so sorry. What age is this?
0: Uh, It could be anything. In this case, we're talking about an elementary school. Parents have to opt in if they want to take their kids out. Um, and I
1: don't understand. I am very, 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 very confused as to why anybody thinks this needs to happen during school time
0: because parents just want extra Bible time. They have
1: all of Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm well aware, but they do it anyway. So, and here's the thing, the kids would get credit for attending school, even if they are at Bible study. It's not like they're going to get marked out as absent or like, oh, this doesn't fulfill your school day. That's what this program is all about. They're saying, we're not going to punish you for taking your kids out of school for this much time if it's for a religious purpose. Whereas if I said, I'm just taking my kid out because we're going to go get lunch together one hour a week. Sure. No, that's not allowed. Right. Okay. Anyway. The choice for parents in this situation is, do you want your kid to take a music or art class or language arts or learn about the Bible once a month, whatever? Okay, there are 70 kids participating in this Bible study right now. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the question. That does open the door, like you said, to other religious groups doing the same thing. If a mosque wanted to do it, they could theoretically get it done. Guess who says we want to do it? Yeah, you know church the answer. Satan? You know it.
1: Satanists to the rescue again.
0: The newly formed Satanic Children's Ministry of Knoxville. Oh, <laughs> I
1: love you, Satanists. Says
0: they want to make their this is, by the way, I should say, not affiliated with the Satanic Temple, oh. um, and not affiliated with the Church of Satan, which is a different one. But they did say, we're so excited. We just sent off for our 501c3. We want to thank the church and the elementary school and Knox County Public Schools. We could not have done this without you. They want to start their children's ministry and they said in their press release, once Knox County allows one religious organization to come into the schools with a release program, they have to let us all in. And if you as a parent Mm -hmm. want to allow your kid to come with us for one hour a month, your children can be released from their school to come learn about Baphomet.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: we have so many activities planned to help them learn the tenets of Satanism. We will send your children back to school with candy, prizes, and educational materials so they can share our program with their classmates.
1: I'm so happy about this.
0: <laughs> and by the way, one of the guys who works with the church mm-hmm. responded on Facebook, like he's not a policymaker. <laughs> but he basically said, there's a vocal minority who stands against allowing parents to exercise this right, raising straw man arguments, saying why this program should be shut down and why children at other schools in Knox County should not have the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. This minority has most recently started a Facebook page posing as a satanic children's ministry. This is another bogus scare tactic. Dude, they're not saying shut oh it down. God. They're saying, well, if you're going to do it, yeah, we want to do you it. We want to play. We want to play. That's it.
1: Wow, we, <laughs>
0: so I don't know if it's gonna happen i I asked, "Are you just trolling?" <laughs> they said no, um,
1: but I mean I, <laughs> yes and no, like it, it's the same thing as like how the flying spaghetti monster became kind of in the public eye is like it is live action satire, yeah <laughs> like. uh, Now,
0: I would say the very real, legit East Tennessee chapter of the Freedom From Religion Foundation is urging parents to tell the school board, don't make this program permanent. Not because it's favoring Christians, because... That's a different issue. But they're saying, quote, the program would rob children of essential instructional time. It also blurs the line of church date separation. And to get to your point, every family has adequate time to provide study of their religion of choice during hours outside the school day. Like, don't do this Bible release time stuff, but don't do it for the Satanists either. Like, don't do it for anybody. Let them go to school when they need to go to school.
1: Yeah, that is a wild program.
0: The school board's going to be discussing this for the next two meetings. I think that's what the state law requires before they pass a policy regarding it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're going to discuss this again in mid-December. And it's honestly, in all likelihood, it looks like they will make this permanent, this release time, which then opens the door to what they're going to do with the Satan group. Mm-hmm. And whether they accept their things. Because again, you need to have a church to have the program. Right. What the Satan Satanic group is doing now is basically saying, we're forming a church uh-huh. so that we can make this happen. And like <sighs> all the things are lining up for a big clash in the next few months. Because if they get their church mm-hmm. and if they do all the paperwork to get the release time. Mm-hmm. And if there are parents who say, I'm cool with this and want to play along... Who boy, should be fun.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good thing. Good to follow. times. Um cool. I have one last thing that's like a strong bummer. So uh-huh. like I need you to sweep in at the end with something positive. Okay. Okay, I'll make something up. <laughs> um so in Spain, uh four men were acquitted of rape. Um four of them. Excuse me, five men. Oh. I'm so sorry. That's better, there were thanks. Five of them. Yeah. Um, they're acquitted of rape, even though they had sex with a 14-year-old victim.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Uh, guess why they were, uh, they were acquitted. So they, they were... So
0: five guys allegedly raped a 14-year-old girl, and they're not punished for this.
1: They had sex with her, so they, they were guilty of sexual abuse. Okay. But not rape, even though they did have sex with her. Okay. But it wasn't rape. You know why? Why? Because the fourteen-year-old girl was unconscious.
0: Oh, and that's supposed to make it better for them. Then that meant legally,
1: according to Spain. Yeah, that they didn't need to use violence or intimidation, which is a requirement for a rape conviction in Spain. Wow. So anyway, the world So the message women. they are
0: sending is if you want to rape someone, mm-hmm. just make sure she's unconscious first yep. and then do it and your charge will be less Even than Even if she if... is
1: a young teenager. Yeah. huh Yikes. Um, so that's not great. Hopefully, though, this is going to lead to some changes because there's been a lot of out- outrage. Um, this uh, Spain's deputy prime minister, her name is uh, Carvin Calvo, which is a great name, said her government does not comment on court decisions but it has set as a priority um, a modification in the law to make it clear that consent is ne- necessary for sexual relations to occur legally. So this is a travesty and a tragedy but hopefully it leads to you know updating some of the more arcane rules on in Spanish law because yeah. yikes guys that's not cool. great.
0: Well, that was a trip.
1: Yeah, oh my god, it was so much fun. I have a lot of fun talking about teenagers getting raped. It's like my pastime. Um what else? So we're almost I got nothing
0: happy to make that better. <laughs>
1: Um. Well, we're almost to our next Patreon goal.
0: We are. are we can talk
1: about what that means.
0: Uh, no, we'll talk about it later. Oh. Uh, we might do tra- We'll do transcripts right. uh, for people who want them. They're hard to put together because we are talking off the cup and th- <laughs> off the cuff, and this isn't scripted. Yeah. But we can at least get a rough transcript for anyone who might prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I know, as someone who uses transcripts for stuff I do on the website, uh-huh. they do cost money if you just want to submit audio. And
1: so anyway, yeah. that's why that's so we'll the next figure goal. That out. Um oh uh so my Etsy shop is like popping off. Thank you to everybody oh, who's placed orders. Um you can order whatever you'd like. Uh I do custom cross stitches at bitches get stitched done on Etsy. Um thank you for for those of you who have placed orders already. Um I'm only taking orders probably through maybe December 1st, depending on how many more I get, because they are extremely time intensive. Um so if you're interested, I would say don't sleep on that. You can follow me on Twitter at Bitches get down. Nope, that's my Etsy shop still. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E, B-U-R-I-E. Uh, Hemet is at Hemet Meta. Thank you. Um, you can email us, FriendlyEthesPodcast, at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Complain about my voice. Everybody else does. You might as well get hurt too. That's just me. <laughs> I send you those emails oh every God. week. What have you been gaslighting me for the last I, five years? I have many names. <laughs> that explains why all of your all the emails are from like Jake four seven two four eight.
0: That's right.
1: Um. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, go to patreon.com slash Finlay Atheist Podcast if you want to support what we're doing. It means a lot and it helps us keep doing this and keeping keeping our equipment updated because it's dying on us. Yes. Um, We'll
0: talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.